Welcome to the You Have a Body podcast. Two broads talking broadly about health. The physical, the emotional, the nitty-gritty, and the fun. Real thoughts on real health. The information provided within this podcast is not designed to and does not provide medical advice, professional diagnosis, opinion, treatment, or services to you or any other individual, and is intended for general information for educational purposes only. Welcome to episode 66 of You Have a Body Podcast, the placebo effect. Ooh. I'm one of your hosts, Hannah Whitevin, owner of Soulcana Fitness. And I'm your other host, Lucia Holly, nutritional therapy practitioner and owner of EssentialOmnivore.com. Woohoo! Woo-hoo! Happy Thursday to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's nine in the morning on a Thursday, ladies and gentlemen, and sure we're is. recording from our box. We call this studio. <laughs> we have, um... Producer Petey in the house. He's not always here these days. Give it up, Petey. He won't even move. He's dead asleep. Yeah. He was looking a second ago. Yeah. he Well, he goes home with his dad on Thursdays, yeah. so I should probably text his dad to come over here and get him <laughs> afterwards. But yeah. He has like, like his, his thing. He like hangs with his pops. Pops Thursdays. Yep. It's pretty cute. <laughs> it's cute. Um, how has your last week been? Well, I went to the haunted basement. Ooh. On Saturday night. This is something that you do, right? I do it every year. Yeah. I like scary things. I like scary movies. I like scary books and scary stories. Tell people what it is for people the who aren't basement. local. Yeah, well, it used to be held at this place called the Soap Factory, and now it's held, held at 2010 Hennepin Avenue, which is just like a big warehouse, empty mm. warehouse. And this organization, like, creates a haunted house, but it's a... Very spooky haunted house. <laughs> and you have spook. to sign yeah, you have to sign a waiver that says they can touch you. Oh fuck. Yeah, and wow. that they may ruin your clothes. Uh-huh. Um, and the only way you can get out is if you yell uncle. Okay. Which at first, like the first year I went, I was so scared about going. I was so anxious to even go down the stairs. Yeah. And so my experience was like, this is terrifying. Um, but now I've done it for six years in a row and I just don't feel that way anymore. Because I know, I kind of know their, how they roll. Like, you know what you're in for, even though you don't know specifically what's yeah. going to happen. Yeah, I know what I'm in for. Like, I know they're going to, I'm going to get something goopy on me. Something <laughs> wet. Going to get gooped. I'm going to have fake blood all over my body and uh-huh. face. Um, I know I'm going to get jump scared. Like, many times. Yeah. This year. Um, oh, I don't want to spoil it for anybody. <laughs> Was something special happen this year? Something special <laughs> happened to me. <laughs> Oh. There's always, like, some rooms in there where you can, like, if you're lucky, I think if you're lucky, you oh. get to do that one of the extra special things. So I will just say last year, I got pulled into a side room, and it was a zombie birthday party, oh but it was my birthday, <gasps> and they were all zombies. That's cool. And I thought that was really fun, because I tend to play chicken with the, the actors a little yeah. bit. They're like, oh, we're going to eat you for your birthday, and I'm like, okay, so I, like, laid down on this table. Nice. And they're like... <laughs> Uh, um, oh no! <laughs> yeah, we don't know what the next step is. So I'm I'm a little too game probably for what they want. But yeah, this year I got pulled into a side room, but I don't want to talk about it just in case anybody else is hoping to go. Okay, okay, okay. I want to hear about it at some point. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe and next episode, um, the haunted house will be over. Okay. 
But maybe we can. yeah, this episode comes out on the thirtieth, which means that there's oh. still two days left of the haunted house. I don't want to give yeah. anyone was hoping to go on Halloween. I would hate to spoil your Halloween haunted house. Yeah, very thoughtful of you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I like stuff like that. So uh, it was fun. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, does Josh go with you? Yes. Yeah. Yep. And usually I put him in front. <laughs> He's your human shield. He's my human shield, <laughs> especially because the first room is always pitch black. Oh. And that's the scariest part to me is the unknown. Your eyes haven't even, like, acclimated yet. Yeah. Well, and the room is just pitch black. There's okay. no light. Okay. And if, like, in rooms where I can see the people, I'm like, I can already see what you're doing. I yeah. can already, or if, even if I can see my way through the room, if someone, I, I can look at the corners where I think someone's going to jump out. <laughs> yep. But if it's, like, pitch black, forget yeah. it. Oh. Then I'm scared. Oh. Scary stuff. Yeah. What about you? What'd you do? Um, I went out of town. I went to a conference. I saw. In Denver. And it was really fun. I got to see one of my super close friends, um, Liz, who was on the podcast a couple weeks ago of Sprout Wellness, for those who listened. Um, And we hadn't seen each other for like two and a half years since we had graduated from the same nutrition program. Um, so I always think that's so cool to reflect back on. She's one of my closest friends and like a lot of that friendship was developed virtually and like online. Um, so the power of social media, even though there's the flip side of it being like a horrible thing. Anyway, so that was great. Denver was beautiful. Conference, um, had some good presentations and just being in like a room and space with a bunch of other nutrition nerds, even if we didn't talk about nutrition per se, was very, um, it was like restorative in a way that yeah. I didn't expect it to be. So I that was really imagine. cool. So that was Saturday last weekend. And then Sunday, um, my friend Liz and I, and then another friend of ours, Heather, who's also an NTP and she's awesome as well. She was staying with us. We went to Estes Park for a little bit and then we hiked um, a hike and it was hard to breathe and it was super yeah. cold and windy, but we did it. Good. And it turns out that fellow Solcana member... Ray was out there. Was out I there. I saw that. Did the same hike the same day. Very weird. So weird. So weird that you didn't <laughs> run into each other. Uh, yeah. And who knows what time? I don't know what time he did it. We were a little bit later in the day, but that was incredible to me. Yeah. It's like just what? What is life? <sighs> Small world. Mm-hmm. I mean, while I was out in Portland, there was another Solcana member out in Portland. Really? Like also just visiting the city. <sighs> So like, what the heck? <laughs> and both of those cities, like Portland and Denver, whenever, because I did that nutrition program in Portland, so I went there a couple of times. I mean, I've been to Denver a couple of times, too. Both of them, I'm like, I can move here. Like, well, they're very similar are so awesome. to Minneapolis. Yeah. Yeah. Except for not as deathly cold. Yeah. Although it gets pretty cold in Denver, right? It gets cold in Denver, and it will snow in Denver, but the thing is, the snow always melts. Yeah, <laughs> that's not the case here. Sure is. It's around for months and, and months and months, months and months and months and months. Or also, you can like choose to go be in the snow. Like you can drive up in, into the mountains on yeah. the weekends. Okay, fine. So it's different. But there are a lot of people from Minnesota who have moved to Denver or Colorado in general. There seems to be like a big um, crossover. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Good morning. Resource share. <laughs> sure. <laughs> We need some decaf up in here. Let's yeah. get going. God, where's the caffeine in my water? Speaking of <laughs> the perceived effects of caffeine, yeah. let's talk about the placebo effect. Let's. And let's be clear that it's not effect like A. It's effect like E. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just in case you're trying to spell effect and effect. <laughs> I don't know True. who I'm talking about. I certainly have no trouble with effect and effect. Oh, yeah. 
Right, right. <laughs> I will mention something about affect okay. later on in the app. But for oh. now, we're talking about the placebo effect. Oh, placebo <laughs> effect. So it might seem weird, like, I mean, obviously the placebo effect in the world, in the medical world, there's lots of substantiated research on what it is and what it means and what it implies. Um, but there's also quite a bit of research on the placebo effect in terms of how you perceive your health and fitness. Mm. And so I think it's interesting to talk about. I do too. Um, I feel like what I, I... I have to remember that this podcast, sometimes when we're prepping for different episodes, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to be like so appropriate and like so well-researched and factual. And I want to be like that anyway, but also this podcast is an opinion podcast. Right. So that's kind of what it boiled down to for me today, thinking about the placebo effect, is that I have some opinions on it. Oh. Um, so... Tell us what, because I, I didn't even think when I was prepping, because I'm so focused on nutrition and internal stuff. That's what I looked at. So what have you noticed or found out with the placebo effect in, like, body, fitness, oh, movement? Oh, yeah, so much. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, and in terms of, okay, you can think about the placebo effect a couple ways. Like, you, you can either have, um, the placebo effect essentially means you take something or interact with something in some way that doesn't actually have... A determined effect on the body but your outcomes demonstrate an actual effect or they demonstrate a perceived effect right both of which can be really useful so um, the place where I kind of started when I was looking at things about around fitness was how does your mindset change your performance mm. and there are actually so many studies about it really yes tons of studies that have looked at mindset and performance um, I'll just give you one for example. So there was a study done where there were 84 women who were cleaners in a hotel mm. and in, or in different hotels. Some of them were told that they that their job was physically demanding and and provided quite a bit of exercise. Mm. Um, the other ones were not told anything. At the end of the study, they found the ones that were told that they were doing something physically demanding, rated themselves higher in terms of physical fitness and also some of them actually did lose weight wow yeah so there was lot of weight loss um lowered blood pressure lower body fat waist to hip ratio and body mass index in the people that perceived themselves as exercising more wow i know <laughs> i love that stuff so much <laughs> i know so essentially these folks just were told you're exercising and they demonstrated the results of exercise right right there were a couple other studies done trying to like mimic this same study and um they were looking at one trying to, to remake it completely but also trying to figure out what the link there is and what they found is those replicated studies were less likely to find actual physical outcomes, mm. but they all found emotional outcomes of people saying, are more likely to say they're exercisers or that they're people who participate in exercise frequently if they were told that their job has beneficial health effects. Sure. Uh, so crazy. Yeah, that's pretty uh, life-altering. Yeah, so we're easily swayed, is the point. <laughs> so why would we care about that if... For example, we are coaches or athletes. Well, well, I mean, yeah, let I, me tell you. Yeah, I feel like there's a couple of reasons. Yeah, so there were a bunch of other studies done that have looked at all sorts of groups um, of athletes and non-athletes, and essentially what what they've all kind of come to the conclusion of is that um, 
encouraging someone can also act as a placebo effect mm. where that person actually does better and performs better and perceives themselves better if you are giving them positive feedback mm-hmm. as a coach or as a as a training partner right. so when someone is standing next to you saying like that looked easy you can do it that actually does have an, <laughs> an actual effect on the outcome either you're able to lift more the next time or you have more confidence going to lift which means you know you're able to lift more right right or you're more able to make make that lift exactly yeah exactly um and and there was another study that i read about where people who were participating in cardio exercise um that they were told was challenging versus people who were participating in the same exercise and they weren't they were not told it was challenging the people that were told it was challenging um ended up thinking that they were more fit than they were Mm. saying that they were more fit and then performing better ah I feel like all my reactions are just like loud, yeah, yeah, like yeah. high pitched, like e. <laughs> it's so yeah. cool, though. I know. So obviously, I'm interested in that because it does make you stop and think as a coach, like, oh, so what I'm saying really does make a big difference on this person's performance. If I'm in the room and I'm like, eh, it wasn't great, yeah. but you know, it could be better. Yeah. Versus, you're doing awesome. Right. That looked. That was light and easy keep going right um, might actually make that person be able to do more that by kind of setting the tone of the room mm-hmm. if you will that you can be making like substantial and effective physical physiological changes in other people yeah whoa by your whoa. words or yeah. how you're showing up like yeah. being that leader in that space or even having a training partner who is doing something and it looks easy for them mm-hmm. and they're encouraging you in the same way you might actually do better right. than you thought um there was another st- t- uh, study done that I thought was really cool that kind of had a kind of an interesting effect. In this study, they compared, so they had a kind of a double placebo effect going. Okay. They compared people who thought they were taking caffeine versus athletes who were actually taking caffeine. Um, and the they also told the participants that they were lifting more weight than they actually were when they were lifting. So they thought that a heavier weight was quote-unquote easier. Mm-hmm. And they found that people people who thought that they were lifting easy weight had a stronger like drug effect on the people lifting than any other mm. outcome could have. So like the double placebo effect of thinking, both thinking you were on caffeine and thinking the weight was, was heavier than you thought yeah. made these people lift more weight. <laughs> I mean, isn't that crazy? So we should all train like highly caffeinated, I mean, and you right should just, now, just give us the weights, and we don't know yeah. what they are. Or if right <laughs> now I told you like that water has caffeine in it, mm-hmm. like, Ooh, yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> right. All of a sudden you're like, I'm more energized. I feel really wide awake. Or even when people tell you like, you know what they say when you're tired? If you drink a glass of water, you'll pep right up. Yep. Like if you drink a glass of water and you pep right up, how much of that is from what you've been told, and mm-hmm. how much of that is from reality? I think it comes back to an interesting idea that I feel like um, I reflect on and probably should look at like studies on, but it comes back to the idea that like our, our brain is part of our body and so much of the time we conceptualize it to be separate, like mind over matter, you know, what, you, what you're thinking will affect your body, but honestly, like your brain is literally part of your total body matter. Yeah. So of course it's going to be affected and have that very... Um, close relationship to what's happening physiologically and the, how that can affect things psychologically. Exactly. And it goes just beyond the, the encouragement thing too, um, or even the lying about the weight thing. Yeah. Um, 
there have also been lots of studies linked to uh, placebo effects from fake supplements, from people who thought they were taking supplements. So in 2007, there was a study in applied, applied sports psychology where researchers found that almost a 20% strength increase in untrained athletes who were told they were receiving amino acids that would increase their strength. So they were essentially drinking nothing. Yeah. But they were told it would increase their strength, and they actually increased their strength 20%. And how... Just in that performance, <laughs> like in that one day. Just by being told that. Yes, just by being told that they were that the thing they were drinking would help increase their strength. The bigger implications, too, I think, is something that um, I feel like I see a lot at Solcana, where you're setting up the precedent to be in a positive, like, energetically positive space, and that there will be, the stuff is really showing that there will be actual physical changes to people when they're in that space. Right. You can't help it. It's (laughs) a placebo effect. You're not, it's not even you deciding. It's your body being like, I think you're awesome, so you think you're awesome. Yeah. That's how it goes. Oh, man. How sweet is that? Right. Um, another one, another 2009 study, um, researchers tested the placebo effect in endurance athletes by giving them super oxygenated water, quote unquote. Oh. That was just actually plain water. <laughs> and those athletes ran 8% faster wow. than the people who were not taking this oxygenated water, supposedly. Right. So, and that effect was consistent around, across runners um, as 84% of the runners tested ran faster after taking the placebo water. Jesus. So they even retested the ones who had not taken the placebo water, yeah. who had taken, like, you know, something else. And, um, yeah, isn't that insane? So. How does it make you feel as a coach? It, part of me, well, I, I've, always, I've wondered about that for a long time because people are always asking me, like, what are the supplements you take in? Like, do you take creatine? Do you take protein and stuff? And I, I really don't. Like, I have in the past, but I just don't have a, a certain routine around the supplementary stuff because I genuinely believe a lot of them to have a placebo effect. Yeah. Like, I know that there's also science around creatine and what it does, but what it does is inflate your muscles with water. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's nothing. That's maybe like, maybe you're seeing your pump in right. the mirror because you're inflated muscles and you're like, look at how strong I am. Yeah, so that's cool, too. <laughs> maybe that's placebo as yes, well. Yes, but it, just taking the creatine makes people yeah. believe that they're stronger and maybe that's a good thing in its own right. For but sure. it does it does make me a little crazy when people are like, this thing changed my life. And you're like, who told you that? It would. <laughs> yeah. You know? So, yeah. But I do think it's it's really also very cool that some of those things can have those effects like Mm -hmm. you can trick yourself into thinking you're not tired anymore by drinking something that is someone else tells you is energizing right that's pretty crazy yeah you can't trick yourself unfortunately that's the only problem with it (laughs) you can trick someone else but you can't trick yourself Mm because otherwise it's not the placebo effect because you know it's a placebo Mm -hmm. but i think positive self-talk can go a long way like i'm feeling good today right i'm fucking strong today even you stuff know? like um, like power posing or like, yeah, that positive self-talk in the mirror, seeing yourself speaking something that's positive and energizing or just reaffirming. Mind shift. Yep. That's the thing. Yeah. Or it's s- real. Trying something and saying like, that was easy. That was, that was no problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Well, yeah. with the placebo effect, um, I was looking at it. I got kind of woo-woo <laughs> with it Uh-oh. because you gotta. Um, but I found this cool article that was um, it's a Vox um, article, and I'll link to it in the show notes. But they were looking at some more recent clinical trials for like um, 
pain drugs and drugs that are affecting kind of that physiological sensation of pain. And what they noticed, um, so when researchers started looking closely at pain drug clinical trials, they found that an average of 27% of patients um, in 1996 reported pain reduction from a new drug compared to placebo. In 2013, it was 9%. So what that is really saying, sounds might be a little bit murky, but what that is saying and what the whole article was talking about was that drugs are not necessarily getting worse or less effective, but that the placebo effect might be growing and getting bigger oh. in recent years, which to me is like, what? That's mind-blowing and really cool. Yeah. I mean, it kind of makes sense. I think more people are taking ownership of their health. And as a result of that, they're starting to sort of like act as their own doctors in a lot of ways and being mm-hmm. like, this is the thing I know will be good for me. And then taking it and effectively thinking it's good for them or seeing results that are positive because they've convinced themselves it's the thing that needs to happen. Right. There's more autonomy. Yeah. It's also kind of scary in the way that someone might can convince themselves that they're cured of something. Mm-hmm. Like, especially, particularly in like, I think that happens sometimes in mental health where you are convinced that you're fine and then you don't actually take the medications that you need and then you're not fine anymore. Right, or that whatever you might be afflicted with or you're having to manage can be coming seasonally or be have those kind of, um, be a cycle in which it's occurring. So yeah, there's always like bigger, (laughs) bigger fish to fry um, and any of this stuff is kind of just like a little drop in the bucket. But interesting concept to think about. And it's fun talking about the placebo effect because I feel like I got um, my undergrad was in psychology and social work and all that stuff. So always like thinking about the brain and um, how those functions are really working. Placebo effect has gotten a bad rep. Really? Yeah. Oh, Historically, kind placebo of. Effect. I know. And what's so fun with, like, this episode and doing this research is really, like, taking the please, taking the placebo effect and running with it and saying, no, this is great. That we don't need to be d- depending on a medication, per se, or a supplement, or any of these other things. Our bodies are pretty much large and in charge. Yeah. <laughs> They're doing some cool stuff. They are doing some cool stuff. We just got to trust them. But also, I think it, ha- it helped. Like, obviously, I mean, it helps to have some outside affirmation of that. Yes. Like, you know, maybe you need your friend to say to you, like, hey, I bet you those those hot new pants you got could help you squat a lot more. Uh-huh. Like, you know, just hearing that can help you actually do it. Then you should have those people around you as frequently as possible. Exactly. And there was one researcher who was kind of dismayed at the fact that he had been essentially duping people in like a double blind um, trial over the years. And he was always saying like, oh yeah, try this, it's a placebo. Or not, obviously not saying that it's a placebo, but giving people placebos, feeling like it wasn't really genuine. So this one researcher um, recently tried telling people that they're actually taking a placebo and studied that to see if they would still feel some sort of effect. They did. So even if you know that you're taking a placebo, I, I don't have the um, data with me right now to see like how much of a change there was, but people can still notice a positive effect from taking a placebo. That's crazy. Even when they know. I honestly wonder if if some of that is from being like finding an opportunity when you can actually voice the problem that you're having, because 
you know, so much of the time we spend alone, like ruminating on our own issues. Mm -hmm. And once you get into the doctor and you're like, look, I'm having problems in this area. I am constantly losing my voice or whatever it is. That might be a personal (laughs) one. I'm constantly losing my voice. Some of you is relieved, like sees positive effects just from sharing those those issues and Mm -hmm. having someone believe you. Yep. So, you know, if you're coming in and you're saying part of a study and you're like, oh, I've always noticed this issue and that person's like, yeah, that's an issue that people have totally. Yep. That's real. Then already you're going to see positive change just in being believed. Yeah. And there were studies that were kind of talking about that general idea. And it totally made me think about sitting down, especially with like private clients, but also in group sessions too, talking about nutrition, just having that space where people can talk about this stuff and they don't feel... Um, like they're crazy or that it's all in their head or that, you know, that no one else has an issue or like something going on with food that it's just them. I wonder how much of the healing and like better body feelings that they're feeling are just from just that, just sharing and saying, oh yeah, this load is like off my shoulders. What this all comes back to for me is saying, and some, um, Some studies were kind of alluding to this, but not a ton, but saying that a lot of the placebo effect could be, and this is opinion, but could be that our bodies are flipping over into that parasympathetic rest and digest mode. Oh, interesting. Right? So So when we're told it's a placebo or when we're given a placebo, we're allowed to relax a little bit. Mm -hmm. And that in that parasympathetic state, rest, digest, there are these more kind of housekeeping functions that can occur. Well makes sense that maybe some other body functions are going to work more appropriately when the body gets that even if it's a tiny signal when it gets that signal to say hey it's okay yeah focus on that I mean sure I definitely feel way better after I've been on vacation for six days yeah (laughs) I'm like whoa (laughs) everything's working great Mm -hmm. yeah and it could be promoting that parasympathetic state Um, our vagus nerve is in charge of moving us over into that parasympathetic state and what I'm geeking out on these days is vagal nerve um, tone and how easily our bodies can get over into parasympathetic or get or stay in sympathetic. So looking at all this stuff and recognizing, okay, this might be um, how our body or how our vagus nerve can stay toned. What does it mean to have it be toned? That it can, that in essence, that your body can have more autonomy to move itself into parasympathetic or sympathetic. I see. So if someone has kind of low vagal tone, which can happen due to physical trauma or emotional trauma or just being stressed out all the time, the body can start to default to be in that sympathetic state Mm. instead of recognizing, oh yeah, let me get into parasympathetic. So vacation is a beautiful example of that. Because you're just like, oh, I'm so chill. Yeah, because you've given yourself the actual ability to say, oh, I'm going on a vacation to chill. Your yeah. body can't do anything else except to chill To purposely right now. relax. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's some different things that can help stimulate that vagus nerve and help with that nerve tone. So, and we talked about these in some classes before, so some people who are listening to this might recognize them. Um, but things like splashing cold water on your face, mm-hmm. being in a shower or doing kind of hot and cold therapy where you turn your shower really cold about 30 seconds and then back to warm and doing that a couple of times jumping into a cold lake and then you know having to be a hot day some people will use like a sauna therapy where they heat their bodies up and then they have a again cold Run lake or snow. snow yeah snow to jump into classic minnesota right gargling for 30 seconds can stimulate your vagus nerve why the vagus nerve starts in the because tank. you think you're drowning <laughs> maybe it's a little bit of a it's um a chosen stressor, if you will. 
um, but your vagus nerve starts in your cranium and moves through your neck into kind of your core, the rest of your body. So stimulating it in the neck via gargling or coughing or sing, oh, singing loudly, sure. chanting, humming, oh. all those things can help um, kind of increase that activation of the vagus nerve. Interesting. Yeah. So hum, it's good for you. Yeah. Well, it makes sense why so many cultures have like, a. I mean, there's lots of reasons, but mm-hmm. why so many cultures have a practice of like humming, chanting, or song mm-hmm. stuff. Maybe it's also feels really good and is kind of therapeutic. Yep. Naturally. And doing that in a group socially with a lot of other people. Yeah. It it's really so cool. I do like <laughs> singing with other people. It's way more fun. Yeah. Been singing alone. Yeah, it taps into something. Mm-hmm. I think it taps into that parasympathetic state. But that's just me. Yeah, that's just me. <laughs> it's just my opinion. Just my and opinion. you know, all this to say that actual medication does actually help people mm-hmm. with actual problems. Uh, we're not talking about that. We're talking about no. the placebo effect, the yeah. things that you do to sort of trick yourself. Uh, I just wanted to say, I was just, I forgot to mention this earlier because um, I thought this was kind of crazy that. Um, also, there were studies done on athletes who were given substances that they knew were not real, mm. and they also increased their performance. Whoa. Despite knowing what they were <laughs> drinking was not real or what they were eating was not real. And based, uh, uh, in essence, um, a study that was done that looked over all of the different placebo-like studies came to the conclusion that uh, that using the placebo effect has the ability to cr- increase our performance by up to 20%. That's a no small change. That's no small change. <laughs> yeah, and they do it and it does more than just like a simple bit of motivation. If you actually can like, like tell someone a truth, a placebo truth or offer them something that can act as a placebo like a drink or a food or mm-hmm. whatever. Like broccoli will power your squat. Here, <laughs> eat broccoli. Broccoli squat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That you will perform better even if even if you know it's bullshit. Right. Which is crazy. <laughs> we are so susceptible in the best of ways. Yeah. The placebo effect. Yeah. There's also the opposite of placebo effect, the nocebo effect. Mm-hmm. Um, that The definition for that is that it's a detrimental effect on health produced by psychological or psychosomatic factors, such as negative expectations of treatment or prognosis. Uh-huh. So I think some of that placebo effect also, it's going to be... You know, here, take this drink or this sugar pill. But that person who's taking it has a bit of an open mind. Whereas a nocebo effect. Right. Sugar pill. Yeah, right, man. I'm not going to take that sugar. Okay, I'll take it. This yeah. isn't going to do anything. Yeah. This isn't going to do anything at all. Right. Might not. I if, mean. If your mentality isn't there. Yeah. If, if someone's like, uh, I'm going to miss this lift. I know I'm going to miss it. They always do, no matter what. No matter what weight it is. No matter, or this workout's going to be really hard for me. It's always hard. Yeah. Like, I watch people say that to themselves, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> no. You're about to self-destruct. Yeah. They're like, there's no way I can do this. Can you ever intercept that as a coach? I mean, I try. I, like, I certainly try and say, you know, how do you know if you haven't tried it? Like, I think you can do it. Yeah. And sometimes that can help them get back to a better place. But a lot of times it's like setting them up for that level of failure just leads to that failure. Right. And I think that's why many people struggle when they get a certain percentage. When they get to a certain percentage, they have expectations that it will be hard there. Like a percentage of weight that they're yeah. lifting. And so then it will be hard. Yeah. They're like, well, I know above this certain weight on the deadlift, uh, it's hard. So I'll always it'll always feel hard. Whereas if you're like, well, 
I've done that weight many times before. No big deal. You'll pick it up much right. easier. Right. Yeah. And so I think that's why when people get to like close to their PRs, there is a lot of mental game that goes into that. Mm-hmm. Just like at any weightlifting meet, you know, when you're trying to hit these big numbers, but you're you only have the one chance. Yeah. Your mental talk and your sort of your self perception and esteem make a big, big difference on the outcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you go in and feeling like crap or you just feel like, oh, I'm not as strong as these other people around me, you're going to do poorly. Right. I've been there. Trust <laughs> me. It's not It's not useful. That's why I've always been amazed by anyone who's done a water cut before a big competition where they have really been putting their body into a state of, like, releasing and kind of decreasing. And yeah. And so build, 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 build. That even though physiologically they'll likely be able to do any lift that they set their mind to. Right. For me, that is something where I would trip myself up. I've yeah, never done a weightlifting so competition. Worried. I'd be like, oh, but I know how little I ate last week. Yeah, but see, when you do it, when you do the white, the water cut, you are convinced, like, uh, when I'm doing it, I'm convinced it's the best preparation I could have. Mm. And so, like, I'm tapering my weights and I'm water cutting. And in my mind, I'm like, this is how, this is how the professionals do it. This is how I can do it to make sure that I'm the best prepared that I've ever been. That's awesome. I mean, it doesn't always work out that way, but yeah. it's sort of how you convince yourself. Right. I mean, I recently did a meet where I didn't do a cut, and I felt awesome about that, too, because I was like, I'm totally prepared. My body is ready. I don't need to cut. I feel good as is. I still ate better than, you know, the last week before the meet that I ever had before, mm-hmm. and I still, like, did all of my same rituals to make sure that I, properly aligned myself with yeah. the, the bar yeah um but yeah I think that's probably why that's really cool yeah why people are able to survive it and still do well yeah a lot of this discussion too got me thinking about Reiki and like energy healing oh, yeah and a lot of woo stuff like yeah. crystals for example yeah I don't know a lot about crystals I have plenty of them but uh and I've received many as gifts but I don't particularly feel anything when yeah. I use them but I like to have them around because, for whatever reason, they feel nice to have around. And mm-hmm. lots of people have experiences with them that are much more detailed than that, that have, like, a greater effect. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know. No. At the very least, it might be very pleasant. Little, yeah, there's very little proof about it. <laughs> yeah. But does it really matter if people find enjoyment from it? Yeah, it's true. And I notice, so I have some different autoimmune considerations, and especially in this last year, I've so noticed that any flares that I can have, which is pretty common for people who have autoimmune issues, they can be feeling fine, and then some different circumstances might cause them to go into a flare where those symptoms are really pronounced. Any flares that I've had in the last year have been during times of stress. Oh, yeah. And I even know, like a couple months ago, there was this big thing that came up and it was pretty darn stressful. And it was, I knew psychologically that I could get through it, but I was mostly like, okay, body, physiology, like, mm-hmm. don't be weirded out by the stress, it's fine. And yeah. I swear, I think that helped. Yeah, Just recognizing, being like, oh yeah, you're going to have a stressor, it's okay, you're like a great little human, you'll get through it. Right. But I think, again, placebo effect, sure. Sure. Is that cheap and easy and effective? Yes. I'll take it. <laughs> I will take it. <laughs> Yeah, even though I know it's not real. Right, right. But it is real. Yeah. That's the craziest part. Yeah. You guys. It's crazy. Buddies. I'm going to drink some of my caffeine water right yeah, now. Yeah, right. Oh, that water has caffeine in it. Mm. Aren't you pumped? Ready for my day. Yeah. No. I mean, maybe that would actually work. 
I'm awake. I'm wide awake. I'm wide awake right now. Yeah. And then you're just like more awake than you were before. Yeah. Um, energetic self-talk. Yeah. Is it working, guys? <laughs> How do you feel? Okay, listener, you're so good looking. And everyone thinks you're so good looking. And everyone knows that you're super duper strong. In fact, like everything you do just looks so easy because you're so strong. And that outfit, smoke show. Ooh. You look good in that outfit. And you're mm-hmm. wide awake because it is... Monday, when you're listening to this app, and that day, it's a beautiful day outside, and you just are on fire. Whatever you're going to do today, you're going to crush it. There you go. Now go back and repeat that. Rewind the episode and repeat that two more times. Yeah, until you've been affected. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then go pet a dog. (laughs) Yeah. That's a great way to start your week. Yeah. Oh, Peenie. Right? Producer Peenie in the corner. Speaking of producers. Ooh. Well, <laughs> I suppose I'm jumping the gun here. But are we done? I, know, I, I feel like we are. I've come to a, a natural point of conclusion on the placebo effect. I think so. That was our challenge was for people to listen to your positive message mm-hmm. and notice how it feels. Right. Um, placebo effect is real. Yes. It causes actual changes in your body. Yes. And... Um, you can take that with however big of a grain of salt you want to take it. Well, if you take it with a big old grain of salt and you tell yourself it'll make you stronger, it will. It will. And that's no joke. So there you go. So maybe you could listen to the podcast when you're working out mm-hmm. or when you're cooking dinner. Mm-hmm. A, a really, like, beautiful, vibrant dinner. Ooh. Yeah. Like and you that. just know. It's like, yeah, this food is really fueling me. Yes. <laughs> this food is going to give me power. Um, yeah, so thanks for joining us on this app, on this placebo app. I hope you feel better as a result of doing so. We feel better that you Indeed. came along and, and shared with us today. I'm energized. Yeah, I'm energized. <laughs> I'm hype. Uh, and we would just love to say a, a bold thank you mm-hmm. to Taj Ruler, who is our producer, who is the my personal placebo effect. Yeah. Um, yeah, if I'm around Taj, I already feel like I'm cooler and better. Yep, she's PP. She's personal placebo. <laughs> So join us next week, episode 67, coming at you in a week. You never know what to expect here on You Have a Body Podcast. Yeah. We'll see you then. Bye. The You Have a Body Podcast is produced by me, Taj Ruler. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or visit noisepicnic.com for full episode information. Join in on the conversation at facebook.com slash youhaveabodypodcast. Tweet at us at youhaveabody, or find us on Instagram at youhaveabodypodcast. Let us know what's going on with you, because guess what? You have a body.